Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be in the book of Titus today for the most part. Uh, I do things a little different normally, and uh, that, that could be good, might be bad. Uh, this is me, and uh, now as you mind it, I'm up here uh, preaching or teaching or speaking, and uh, I was minded of a couple quotes this week, and the first one is, preaching is not the performance of an hour, it is the outflow of a life, so that a true sermon is a thing of life. Just love that, and uh, I know some of you guys are probably thinking a whole hour, <laughs> and uh, you know, no worries there, but... Uh, the second one is that the church is looking for better methods. God is looking for better men. I truly believe that. And, and I say, you know, with the men, I say women as well. And so the book of Titus uh, is a pastoral letter, which is written to Titus. And uh, much like uh, First and Second Timothy was written, to Timothy as he was in Ephesus. This is Titus, and they're going to be an island of Crete. And uh, Crete does not sound like a really good place. It just sounds terrible. And, uh, you know, and really, reading a little bit of the history of Crete, it sounds a lot like here. Uh, they have many gods. They've uh, followed many different gods. It doesn't really go into detail, but uh, certainly greed would be one, idolatry. Uh, sexual uh, issues, uh, much, much like what we have in our country. And uh, so anyway, we're going to, I'm going to read the second chapter. We're going to pr pretty much go through the second chapter some. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. <laughs> second chapter, Titus. <clears throat> and the reason I picked... <laughs> the second chapter, we'll read it in just a second, is this is the qualities of a sound church. And, uh, and we can hear a message every week here, and there are a lot of them really good, but we need, the reason I love Titus, I love Titus and I love James. I mean, I, I, I like the whole Bible, but they're, they're books of doing. Uh, they demand good works. They demand deeds. We're to show our life to others by doing. And uh, let's read. <laughs> but as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and perseverance. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, not enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being, being subject to their own husband, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. In all things, show yourself to be an example of God's deeds with purity and doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent will be put to shame, 
having nothing bad to say about us. Urge bond slaves to be the subject to their own masters and everything, to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that they will adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous of good deeds. Now these things, these things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. And certainly uh, a lot of doing there. And uh, it's not just reading, it's not just speaking. But we are, we are to be doers. And, you know, he's speaking to Titus and much of it, or the letters to Titus, but it's, a, it's all of us. Why, why Timothy was uh, more of a, first second Timothy, more on, uh, you know, teaching doctrine. This is uh, to be an example and encourage Christians in a behavior that exemplifies Jesus Christ to help evangelize, not only to be pleasing to God, but to be effective witnesses. To unbelievers by keeping, by knowing truth, which leads to spiritual health and sound and sound doctrine. I, I, when I read this, I remind, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> uh, I remind a little bit of uh, when I was raised, you know, a lot of people, my parents, they smoked. My mom quit smoking when I think I was nine. My dad smoked later, but it was always you know, my parents. And it wasn't that it wasn't good, but, you know, don't smoke. You know, whatever you do, do not smoke. And, you know, I don't want you drinking. But, you know, and, that, and it's not that those aren't good things. Those are admirable things to, to say. Uh, but it doesn't have the meaning when you're taking a cigarette, cigarette out of your mouth, <laughs> knocking ashes in a beer can, <laughs> and then telling you that. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's still good advice, but you, you, to be showed a way of life is, I think, is much greater than just words. And like I said, Crete's a lot like we are. And, uh, and you know, we look at them, man, they're, they're, even their own prophets said they're liars, lazy, and gluttonous people. And uh, we, we go out these doors, we're in a mission field. Uh, we're in the world, and we're, we're, we're just like Titus, and in the first chapter, Titus' job was to pick leaders. And uh, now he's showing where the church to be example. And uh, we're gonna go through that really quick, and uh, hopefully. 
But uh, I want to read a, a, a passage in James real quick. 2.18. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. And to me, that's what it's all about, is trying to show your faith with works. Uh, we're not saved, and no one's going to be saved by the works. That, that, that's missing the point. Uh, but we should have good deeds. That should be our desires. It should be a goal, a direction that we want. And uh, that, that, this is the part where I'm a little bit different. So I, I like telling stories. And... Uh, when, I, when you get into goals and direction, they're great. I, I, I love them. I think everybody should have goals, everybody should have direction. But you don't want to get, we're so focused on going a direction here that you bypass so much. You, I mean, you, you can just bypass everything. You, you know, put the blinders on and, uh, did you see that beautiful tree? No, we're going this way. And, uh, we, my, my, I don't think Amelia was born yet. So the two older daughters and uh, Bev and I were going to go to Waldo Lake, uh, Oregon Trappers Rendezvous. We we're just going to go Friday for a day. And uh, temperatures, you know, it's warm in August. It's around August 10th or so, 15th, and it's a warm day. But we left, you know, pretty good time in the morning, probably 90s beautiful morning and uh, we're driving there and, uh, and 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 so we're on the road we're just down Main Street kind of just past Dairy Mart and I, I if you're a man in a hurry the last thing you want to hear is is, look, that looks like a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two responses. That is probably more, but I, 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 I put two responses. And one is to ignore and uh, keep going. And uh, the, the, the next one is ignore. <laughs> and, so I, I did. I, I tried the first and second, uh, and we were a couple blocks behind there. And Bev asked, "Are you are you not going to go back?" Well, my defense was, "Well, you didn't say you wanted to go. You just said there's a garage sale." And uh, and but I, I I I yeah. So anyway, we turned around and I. I now I'm down by Burger King or somewhere. I mean, I don't even know if Burger King was there then, but pulled in a driveway and uh, tried to do a roundabout. Remind us, we're, you know, we're in the, the mighty blue suburban, you know, and uh, the family truckster and come up, hop off the curb, give it some throttle. And I really wasn't in a hurry, but I had to get there and boy, the tires lit up and they're squealing. And, uh, but we're going down the road. And, uh, well, you don't get in those very much. And uh, we hit one block and we hit another block and the tires are still ripping away there, just <laughs> squealing. 
And I could have gone all the way to the cemetery. I know I could have. And uh, yes, it's, and yeah, and uh, I might have gone three blocks and finally stopped, pulled into the garage sale. And, uh, and number one, the icy stare I was getting from the other side, we were going to need, we weren't going to need to be at the lake to cool off. Uh, <laughs> It, it was it was a little bit uh, it was a little little nippy inside there, uh, and so being the man I was, I pulled up there and said, "I'll watch the kid. You go ahead." Well, everybody's staring at us, and uh, they weren't very impressed. You know, I'm listening to tires make just a symphony of beautiful music, and uh, because I didn't try to, but uh, but nobody else was impressed. So, anyways, with the goals, I let, you know, all I would have had to do, I mean, as soon as he said, hey, look, there's a garage sale, we'll just stop. You know, it's supposed to be a relaxing day, a nice, enjoyable day, but I, but I didn't. And so I let, uh, the sad part is I let my selfish desires basically ruin probably ruined the whole day. And uh, it was just a really kind of a black cloud in our vehicle that day. I mean, even blacker than the tire marks down Main Street. <laughs> and uh, which should have been a real joyful time, uh, wasn't. And uh, that, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's, I don't really know why I told you that other than that's a, you're going in a direction because when a guy's, I'm going to Waldo Lake, let's say, going, it's not just getting there, it's getting there in record time. And, and we, you know, one garage sale is going to lead to two, which is going to lead to a third one, which is probably going to have to stop and make a bathroom stop because now it'll be two o'clock. And uh, I mean, that's in my mind, and it's not reality. But uh, anyway, it just, it just really changed the whole day. Um, anyway, so. So who knows what we could have seen at the garage sale? There could have been somebody hurting so bad that we had an opportunity to pray for them, show them the gospel maybe for the first time. Uh, anyway, back to chapter two. You know, the, the beauty about Titus is there's a thing in there for all of us, male, female, young, old. It, it, it really doesn't matter. There's something to gather here. And uh, I at one time actually memorized this book. It's real short, I mean, very short. And uh, you would never know it, but, uh, but I would really recommend you read this, reread it. Uh, it's it's just an outstanding book. So uh, two discipleship is shown in these pages. I mean, uh, it's just, it's just really a way to disciple the people. I think to lead someone to Christ, you gotta you gotta speak to them, but we gotta let other than just words, empty words at that. We we need to show Jesus Christ with our life, uh, because they had examples. Crete, the Cretans had a lot of examples of different gods, but they didn't follow any of it. So really, none of it. They, you know, so a Christian wasn't a big deal to them because they weren't going to believe it because nobody's different. Paul told Titus, show yourself different. 
and all of us in it are to be different people. We're not supposed to be worldly. Uh, we're in the world, but we're not supposed to be worldly. We're supposed to be totally different. And uh, now to me, when I read this, that's what uh, I'm getting out of it. So the, uh, we'll start here. And, uh, it says the older men are to be temperate. You guys may know all this. I'd learned, actually kind of, kind of learned some of this the other day for the first time. And uh, could mean, it could mean just your, just uh, the way you come across, you know, don't, you don't have to be my way, but uh, pretty much it's uh, not, a, not excessive in alcohol to be sober. Uh, and which, which is important, we are to be sober. Uh, I want to guess the dig this we're talking we're talking to the men and and just because we're talking to men, I think it's good for women as well. Dignified, which could mean reverence to God, but I, I, I'm guessing that's already assumed. So I think we're talking about being honorable. And when you think of honorable, I, I always think of honesty. Uh, to be honest, uh, huge thing, but it's a hard thing for the world to do. But you know, some of them, pull my ear off. Some of them uh, might be for the first time uh, seeing us. Uh, dignified. It can be reverence to God. I just said that, didn't I? So let's go to sensible, and that's the spiritual healthy, and that's what sound doctrine really is: is being spiritually healthy. Uh, and they had a lot, even in the church back then, they had a lot of unsound doctrine. You know, he was. Trying to get, uh, Paul wanted Titus to get elders, deacons, and uh, you know leaders uh, to, to build the church there. Okay, verse three, older women. And when he says older, I think for men and women, it's, it seems to be around 60, 60 years. So uh, May 31st, I'll be an older man day after 60, so it's getting closer all the time, but uh, there's a reason, because older people, they certainly should have more wisdom. They, they, you know, I could tell somebody not to do something, I've seen this happen, and uh, you saw it's going to get smashed, or this or that. Uh, but sometimes people just got to figure it out, and uh, smash you saw, and, uh, but, and that, you need to be teachable as well as uh, teaching. So in verse 3, it talks about older women. Uh, pretty much the same, except it gets, goes in, talks about uh, malicious gossip, but it addresses drunkenness as well. And uh, which I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, few things in, in the world have caused more heartache than drunkenness in the family. They've devastated families. Uh, I, I'm sure greed may be up there. Uh, pride could be. That certainly was the, the big fall out of the garden, but uh, drugs are, or alcohol is huge. And drugs are a fast-growing problem for sure as well. My brother, Don, uh, volunteers, uh, he's older, he's retired, he volunteers at Hamlin Middle School. And uh, he had this neat idea 
of a, he actually used it as a shop, but he had this neat idea to, to tell these people, uh, and he loves the job, and he loves the kids, and, but he, he, uh, he said, you know, a really good idea, let's write, let's write a paper, you know, write something that's happened in your life, and trying to encourage him to get, I encourage you too, uh, to write a diary or, you know, or just things that happen. And this, these are 12 to 14 year olds. <laughs> but he found out with a high percentage were physically abused and wrote about it in the household, either by the father or the father figure in the household. Even some are sexually abused. And, uh, you know, he, 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 I was shocked in just telling me this, I, 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 you know, in, in our state. I mean, I, I think stuff like that in New York or California or in Chicago or, you know, it's, it's here, it's everywhere. This is the world we're, we're, we're in. This is the world we're, we're going out in when we go out these doors. Do we ignore it like it doesn't happen? No. We can't change the world. We can't save the world, but we can, we, we can touch a heart. We, we can change one person. Uh, and through that one person, maybe another and another. But uh, I, I used to always have this idea we're going we're, we're gonna to go out and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to conquer and change the world. I, I don't want, you know, you know how that's going to go. Uh, but it, that's, that's what we're up against. And I'm sure it's exactly like that in Crete. So, and another thing, malicious gossip, that's, that's a huge difference here, malicious gossip. And, uh, I, you know, I don't think women really corner the block on malicious gossip. Men, men can do a pretty good job. Uh, and the, the, the sad thing is, is sometimes we don't think it's a big deal, but 34 times in the New Testament, it is mentioned with uh, being of Satan. It's, it's not where you want to be. Malicious gossip, you, you, you don't want that person to change at all. I mean, you don't care if they change at all. You're just ripping them. And some of them might be true and some might not be. Uh, that's, that's the beauty about malicious gossip. Pretty soon you're bitter, angry, and you lie. And uh, we, we don't want to be that way. We want to correct, but do it in a loving manner. Uh, verse 4 talks about for the women. To teach younger women to love their husbands. You know, I, I looked at this. Boy, that, something basic is loving your husband. That's kind of what I thought of. <laughs> uh, me squealing the tires on the blue suburban. <laughs> My wife still loves me. And, uh, and really, that was a piece of cake to some stuff I put her through. Uh, you know, men aren't always lovable. Uh, and certainly these men in Crete weren't at all. So they had to be taught to love their husband because it wasn't often, you know, women for a lot of times married back then for uh, uh, security. Uh, they had somebody then to take care of them. Uh, they could eat, uh, whatever. So being married to a lot of them wasn't necessarily out of love. So 
so you had to learn to love. And uh, some of those uh, men uh, weren't very lovable at all, it doesn't sound like. Uh, but like the other virtues, the key is uh, it's unconditional. You don't love your spouse or your child only because they do what you want or they, or they do it the way you want. I mean, you know, I, I can be very lovable, uh, but I can be very unlovable. Uh, and I, you know, I hesitate to say this, my, my wife can too. And no, I, we all can be, but we, I, I love her when she's more lovable than sometimes. Uh, because it's unconditional. <laughs> I, I don't mean it that way. But <laughs> I'm digging quick here, digging big. Uh, but no, we, we all, we just sometimes just, I got issues. I mean, I, sometimes I don't like being around people. My wife said, well, you haven't this year gone into hiding, but and I said, you know, it's funny because I'm getting close. Uh, but just sometimes everything really, really clicks as a married couple. And I've been blessed. We're looking at 40 years coming up this year. And for almost every time, we've really, really clicked. But sometimes just don't. And, uh, but you still love your spouse. And you do anything for him. And uh, anyway, to me, that's what the word means here. You know, because I, you know, you kind of wonder how in the world do you have to be taught to love your husband? But that's why they, they wouldn't, they didn't get to have the courtship, and they uh, spawn and go out and do this and do that. It's kind of you're going to be my wife, you know, and uh, that's what it is. And under every condition, you're going to stay married. And uh, and we don't want to be spouses like that. We want to be spouses. I can only speak of men. I want to be a man my wife is proud of. And when I'm long gone from here, uh, that she could, and I hope this goes for everybody, but your wife could say, I am so happy I was married 50 years to this man. And he was the father of my children. And he was the grandfather to his grandchildren. And men, that should be our goal. And. Uh, I'm, I'm getting way off stuff. I'm getting way long, and we may be an hour. <laughs> but and remember, Titus wasn't instructing me. He didn't instruct the women himself. And, and there's a reason why he didn't, because that'd be a real danger. Uh, it'd be more than that. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I've been around women. I've been married, like I said, 40 years. Going to be three daughters. Um, have a sister-in-law around a lot, a grandmother, so a lot of women in my life. But I am not going to understand what goes on in a woman's body. Uh, I mean, just the hormone change, uh, you know, the menstrual cycle. The uh, I can't tell them how to nurse a baby, and neither could Titus, and uh, but the older women could, and. They'd be able to do that, and they've been through it. And these older women have the scars, the gray hairs that show it. And that's what 
I think Titus is talking here. You get to verse 6, and I'm rambling, but verse 6 says, Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. And he's telling this to Titus. Titus, teach the young men to be sensible. Titus is a younger man himself. I, I, my understanding is in his 30s, maybe 40, but you know, pretty young. So he had to teach the, when he was rebuking the older men, actually didn't really say that per se, but when he was correcting them, he did it in a loving way. Because the, the, that older man earned the respect and deserved the respect. And uh, so the, the different way, just like raising a kid, you, 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 <laughs> you discipline a six-year-old different than you discipline a 12-year-old. And you discipline a four-year-old different than a 15-year-old. And there's a reason for it. And, uh, you, anyway. Talk about young men to be sensible, too. I may have shared this once, but <laughs> I love my grandson. I, I, I really do. I, 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 and he's over a lot. I mean, he's just a special, in my eyes, he's very special. And uh, Bev <laughs> said one time, because I will be so happy when he outgrows some of those things he does. He looks at me and goes, he won't, will he? <laughs> and unfortunately, he's, he's probably correct, but uh, I just thought of something, Lori. Don't let me forget. Anyway. Uh, but these young men are, are to be encouraged to be example of good deeds, to be good workers. With purity and doctrine, to be dignified, sound in speech, which is just like everyday conversation. This will silence the opponents of Christianity and the gospel. How, how true is that? I mean, that is, it's really huge, really huge. That uh, what we say and what we speak matches our life. But the, the heart of the whole letter, I, I just love this. It's in verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to die in godliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, and righteously, and godly in the present age. We are to, to deny ungodliness and the desires and lusts of the world. It could be money, it could be power. Uh, could be envy, whatever, but we would have denied that. We're supposed to be different. Uh, I read a story one time, and I think it's true. I, 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 I wasn't there, of course, but I, I'm pretty sure it was, it, it was true. And it's, uh, this pastor got on a bus. I mean, it's, since I read it, I'm sure some of you guys probably did too. But a pastor got on the bus. I, I really don't know where he was or where he's going, but it was, a, a, I, I think, a city bus. And he got on, and he paid his fare, and uh, the, the, the bus driver gave him money back, and he goes, sit down. This is a pastor of a church. And he sits down, and he looks at his money, and he goes, the guy's giving me 25 cents too much. 
And, uh, you know, his first thought was, oh, this is my lucky day. <laughs> I get 25 cents. And then he kind of started kind of wearing on one a little bit. And he goes, you know, I, this, I'm, I'm, you know, he's the one who gave it to me. It's not my mistake. That's his. And, uh, and pretty soon he justified it in his heart that he could take this 25 cents. But something happened when he got up and walked, headed out the door, because he got to a stop. And he dug in there and kind of goes, uh, he made a mistake. He gave me 25 cents too much. And the bus driver said, that was no mistake. Because I was at the church last week with a friend for the very first time. Never been to church before. Because a lot of these churchgoers are hypocrites, and I know that. He goes, and I, I told myself, if he gives me the money back, I'll go again. But I know he won't because he's diff or uh, you know they're just hypocrites, and uh, he—that's he, that's the kind of things that the world is looking at us. They just, and that's a good thing. We want the world looking at us. They're going to see Christ. That, that's the whole goal. You know, sometimes you think, well, we're being under a microscope, so to speak. Uh, great. Let them see Jesus Christ in our lives. Uh, the bus driver did, and, uh, and that, that's really what we're after. Uh, we're getting there. <sighs> they said, you know, the world's watching closely, and that should make us happy. There's opportunities here in the light of Christ. Remember, our impact can be huge. Really huge. I, I did a bonehead move. This is quite a while ago on the road. I was pretty close to where we were supposed to stop at the garage sale, and I was in the right lane. <coughs> Actually, I was in the left lane. And I see this car, and I, I was talking to a guy I work with. You know, he's in the other seat. And I see this car pull out. Or he wants to pull out and go the same way. All I had to do is stay in the left lane, he would have plenty of room to get out, no problem. And like I said, I, I wasn't thinking. I moved over and she couldn't. She started to go and stop. And, and uh, it was just you know, nothing illegal, but it wasn't a very good, wasn't a very good move on my part. And uh, you know, one of those things felt bad. I see the car come up there, and I'm gonna, you know, kind of start to put my hand up to apologize. And <laughs> obviously, I couldn't hear her. But I could read her lips, and uh, I could see her fingers as she's pointing at me. And uh, boy, she was furious. Yeah, you know, and I cut her some flack there, and, and that's fine. Uh, gets up, pulls in front of me, and I see uh, I don't know how many Christian bumper stickers on her car. And uh, you, you kind of want to pull up there. He just, you know, he, he must have stole the car, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but, but it, everybody's got a bad day. I mean, everybody. And, uh, and we never know, when we meet somebody, we have no idea what they've gone, what has happened that day in front of us, what, what they're going through at home. Could be one of those kids is <clears throat> this unbelievable, uh, could be abused that, you know, might not be a happy home life. Uh, that's no reason to excuse that sort of behavior, but we, we do need to cut people slack some and, uh, and just love them. 
Uh, but ourselves, we don't want to partake in that behavior. Uh, and if we do, we got to advocate Jesus Christ, you know, ask for forgiveness. Uh, I'm getting ready to close here. I always remember uh, Larry Browning once said, those are the, nothing could make a man cringe more than hearing the pastor say in closing. <laughs> but uh, I'll make it short. Our good works are the product, not the means of salvation. So we head out these doors, like I said. We go into a lost, a hurting, but a searching world. I mean, that's why you see a lot of these offshoot religions going crazy. People are searching. And as Matthew 5, and Matthew wrote in Matthew 5, 16, one of my very favorite uh, passages, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And that needs to be, that should always be our goal in everything we do. And 